0: Hi there, and welcome to the podcast, Lifting the Veil. I'm your host, Noelle Chlini. In this episode, I'm going to talk about some ways to strengthen your intuition. And while I'm going to list them for you now so that you can either write out a list and and don't have to wait for me to reveal all of them, there are a few that I did not talk about in this podcast. So please know that this is not um, a complete extensive list. These are just the most helpful ways I have found and usually also as well the most common. So the ones I talk about in this episode are first changing my diet. So removing any very dense and low vibe and slow moving foods. Um, Specifically, that means that I went vegan. So I cut out All meat, chicken, fish, eggs, and dairy. That was huge as well. And something I did not talk about in this podcast is also cleansing. Now that was huge as well, because that helped my my human vessel to become even cleaner. And I greatly, greatly believe in cleaning out the detox pathways. So colon, kidney, liver, and lymph. But if we don't usually go hand in hand with cleaning up also what we're putting into our body on a daily basis, and the products that we're using, so beauty products in terms of shampoo and laundry detergent, as well as food, the detoxing can greatly have an effect on our intuition, but may not last if we have not cleaned up both areas. Now, other things that I do mention in the podcast are definitely Um, limiting our access to electronics, so TVs, computers and cell phones, getting outside in nature. Even if you're like me and you live in a big city, there's definitely still trees and the sun and birds and bugs, but definitely connecting with nature. And I go in to explain why, as well as grounding. So connecting our feet, our bare feet with the earth, all of that is very, very calming to the body and again creates a space for intuition to be heard journaling or some sort of doodling even if it's a color book coloring book or a blank page even if you're not big into journaling reading can also fall into that category as well because this again gets us out of our mind and I mentioned several times that anytime we busy the hands we quiet the mind. So that's why journaling is great. Reading is great because it gets us out of our heads and brings us again back into a calm state. If we talk about working with the hands, also cooking, I find to be truthfully very meditative. I find chopping and dicing and peeling. Some people may call it tedious. I find it very meditative. Well, why? Because again, we are busying the hands, we are quieting the mind. I find if I don't have any music or the TV on while I'm prepping or even cooking food, that I will receive lots and lots of guidance. So cooking and any sort of things related with cooking prep work would fall into a wonderful category of a way to strengthen our intuition And then of course, any form of meditation, whether that's a walking meditation, whether a shower is a meditation for you, even working out, because again, we're getting out of our head, creating a space and a time and a place for intuition to come through. And also any sort of alone time as well, or quiet time. Um, That can be maybe listening to music, maybe knitting something, again, any sort of where we reduce the outside static, whether that is from others or electronics or um, outside influences, is really, really powerful and a wonderful way to let intuition come through. Now, before I talk about ways to strengthen your intuition, I want to take a moment to share the fact that we all have intuition we are all intuitive it's just that unfortunately we were born onto a planet and into a world and a culture where two things one this planet and this world labels intuition as unnecessary it actually labels it as bad and not again not important when we know that quite the opposite is true because we are souls with a body not a body with a soul right and we didn't come here just to pay bills and die and intuition is the voice of our soul intuition is going to nudge us to guide us to let go of something a a habit a pattern a thought a relationship a food An emotion that is not ours anymore, that does not serve us, serve our highest good, to get us to align with our natural state, which is love, joy, health, and abundance. That's what we came to this planet to do, to live in abundance, to enjoy being here, to enjoy the beauty and the bounty of earth of this beautiful beautiful amazing planet so it labels it as extra and unnecessary and then two we were not taught on this planet we were not taught how to hear our intuition we were not taught how to use it we were not taught how it comes through and how to strengthen it so the main thing about intuition is that the more we, it never leaves us. We have to know that, that it never leaves us. It's just like our angels and guides. They do not say, oh, I've had enough of this one, not listening to me. Peace out. I'll I'll see you in the afterlife. No, our intuition is always there. Some people, it gets harder and harder to hear because they fill their, their human vessel, their body up with more and more gunk. And so therefore, it's harder and harder to hear. They also you know, draw, may drown it out with things like, drugs and processed foods and you know alcohol and loud music whatever it may be um, and also pick up more and more veils more and more limiting beliefs from from coworkers, from friends from family from the media and so therefore it can be harder to hear but it does not go away ideally we're coming here to remove veils to get lighter to get more into alignment to enjoy life here on earth and get back to our happy go lucky inner child self and we get there by listening to our intuition and remember intuition is a skill it is a skill even though we all are intuitive it is a skill meaning it's like a muscle we need to take time to to nurture it for it to grow for it to get stronger and the number one way it gets stronger Regardless of all the tips, and this applies to actually not regardless, but applies to all the tips and methods going to share in this podcast. The number one thing for intuition is that it needs a space to be heard. Whether we are creating that space through going for a walk outside in nature, whether we are creating that space sitting in meditation whether we are creating that space by going and running and rolling around on the grass with our dog or with our children or just by ourselves out in the sunshine, whether we are doing that through doing cleansing or eating very clean, we are creating a space for intuition to be heard. That is how we improve and strengthen the connection with our intuition. And the more we hear it, and the clearer and easier it gets, the more we hear it. And the more we hear it, then the important thing is we can't just hear it. It's just like people who, well, I always notice repeating twos, while well, I always see squirrels and they come into my life. It's wanting us to then do something with that, to move forward with it. So once we hear it and then and then and then follow through with it, whatever it's not nudging or guiding us to do, let go of, sink into, embrace. Um, again, move forward with, then it gets stronger. We can't just notice the repeating twos or notice that we always see a butterfly or notice that we always see a squirrel. What is it trying to get us to do? Once we hear it and we have the courage then to follow it, it starts to grow. It starts to strengthen. It realizes, okay, he, she, you, whatever, is starting to listen to me okay, I'm going to give you more guidance. It's always giving us guidance, but now it's, it's almost like it's being respected and heard so it gets stronger and it gets easier then. But we have to give it a space. We have to give it a platform to be heard. Now, I made a, a list of notes here of ways to strengthen your intuition. And I'm going to share, I'm trying to share it in order, in order in terms of the ways that have made the biggest impact on me being able to connect with my intuition. And the first one should come as no surprise if you've been following me on Instagram or my podcast or my website, Lifting the Veil, is that immediately I saw a huge difference with being able to receive guidance when I changed my diet. When I changed what I was putting inside my human vessel, whether I was clogging it up and getting th- adding foods that move slower or adding foods that move faster or adding foods that were a higher vibration versus adding foods that were on a lower vibration, it got a lot, a lot clearer and easier when i cut out the low vibe and no surprise also the slow moving foods so that is no surprise um so i went vegan on november 1st 20, 2015 i did not plan or pick that day it uh, it did happen to be uh, world vegan day so that shows that is part of my purpose and divinely guided but i'm sharing this because so i cut out all meat chicken fish eggs and dairy and like anybody on any sort of journey whether it's to changing your diet or starting you know your your own business or changing group of friends or a city or whatever it is not an overnight journey it is not an overnight maybe an overnight decision but it doesn't take just 24 48 hours to get there so i had not i was not eating a lot of meat i was Probably eating meat about once a month, I was eating I was eating fish mainly um I was having some totally vegan vegan meals because I had not done dairy in a long time, and I was doing egg whites very eight dollar nine dollar eggs, but I was doing so buying very high quality clean ingredients, but they were eggs are like glue we think of it we add it to a a salad dressing or baking recipes or any recipes as an emulsifier to get things to bind together and that's what ultimately those five foods meat chicken fish eggs and dairy they're very very they're slow moving because they have no fiber they are the only five foods that have no fiber so they were even if i'm exercising get a lot of water they take longer to move through the system versus fruit is the only food on the planet for humans that creates no mucus Has no, it leaves behind no ash in the body. For again, viruses, bacteria, all sorts, a breeding ground for all sorts of, so to speak, the bad bacteria that we don't want. So changing what I put in, and I did not do faux meats, not really faux cheeses. I do do some faux cheeses a few times a year when I want like a caprese salad, and I buy some vegan mozzarella. But outside of that, it became very, very. diet became very very high vibe very very clean so not low density meat and alcohol and coffee or anything like that no real stimulants and it became a lot more colorful a lot more high fiber a lot more again just a variety of stuff now instead of buying lettuce or buying broccoli, or buying a sweet potato and letting it sit, not the sweet potato, but the others in the fridge, you know, having good intentions for them, they became the main part of my meal. And it's pretty amazing when you start to shift what you can eat and what can be put on your plate, just how diverse and colorful your meals can get and much more flavorful. You're much more conscious and aware of flavor when you're kind of leaving, cutting some things out. So it became just a lot richer in everything, in fiber, in color, in nutrients, because there's a bigger variety. Now, I'm sharing this because I don't know exactly how long it took, but I do know it was about maybe two weeks, maybe, maybe, maybe three. But I used to be able to sit in meditations and nothing, I would never see anything, I would participate in a meditation group and afterwards she would ask us and call on us what we saw did we see were we in a meadow with flowers did we see images or symbols colors i saw nothing versus now having gone vegan within about two to three weeks I didn't even have to close my eyes anymore. As soon, just walking around, I would just things would come my way. I would see numbers and colors and images across my third eye. I would see buses and billboards, and things would just radiate off the side of the bus. Whether it was a certain word or a symbol or uh, certain numbers on a phone number on a billboard, they would just leap off the the billboard or the page or the receipt I would sign a receipt and all of a sudden my eyes would draw upward and numbers would be for the the phone number of the restaurant would leap out at me and so it became much easier and the guidance was much more frequent it was always been there it just became much easier to notice and much easier to to again see and so diet was huge also um some things like coffee can be a, stimulate, so a stimulant, so that can also kind of affect our ability to really, really be calm and centered. And again, we want a calm and centered place because we need a place for intuition to come through. Now I'm going to talk about this a little bit with meditation and things like that but a lot of times because if you're not a meditator, I was not a big meditator, it doesn't have to be meditation. It can be where maybe you still listen to some healing uh, sound frequencies on YouTube or there are podcasts for that as well and maybe something doesn't come through while you're listening to the sounds but then all of a sudden when I listen to things like that and I sit up and I take out my headphones, all of a sudden, boom, I get an, an something intuitive come through. I get an inner knowing. I get an idea to put something together. I get a nudge to reach out to somebody. I get, again, it's guidance comes through. So it's just because we created the space for it. So, So our physical body is huge. What we're putting in it can either throw us one way or throw us the other way. And so creating a a cleaner, a cleaner vessel became a a huge, was a huge impact on my ability to hear intuition. Now, one of my absolute favorite ways of connecting with intuition is through journaling. And somebody might think, well, I'm not a big journaler. Or I don't know how to do it. have to remember there is no right or wrong way with any of this. It's whatever feels good to you. And what feels good to you might change. It might only feel good for a day, a month, a couple years, and then it might change. So even if you're not into journaling, I've wrote down in my notes that it could be journaling, drawing, just doodling, breaking out some crayons, whether it's your child's crayons or or colored pencils you have lying around, even if you don't have a child, or just some sharpie markers, whatever it is. The idea is that anytime we busy the hands, we quiet the mind. Now, I particularly for myself like journaling because it's a good way to get the thoughts that are going on in your head and we don't want to be so much in our head we want the thoughts to not overtake us we want we want the clear intuitive thoughts and inner knowing to come through but it's a good way to get those thoughts out onto paper it's a good way to share it and not be sharing it with somebody who might sway us one way or the other confuse us even more Definitely believe in friendships and talking things out and sharing things, just sharing that here's a great way to do it on your own without any kind of other static going on and something to consider. So it's a good way to get those thoughts down on paper and it's like anything, specifically when I talk about purpose, I always say that our purpose needs to find us working. So you may know, okay, well, I love to photograph fashion okay great but until you actually start doing it start working with maybe some of your friends or whatever is in front of you right now whatever whoever and whatever you can photograph right now that is related to fashion when you start doing it you realize ooh, I like doing high fashion or I like actually doing black and white photography we don't really know until we start moving forward with it till we actually start doing it, does it then the next path and the next step opens up to us. So with journaling, we can not only kind of dump our thoughts and put them down on paper, but as we start writing just with what happened in our day or with what happened with a certain situation, we start writing and all of a sudden I find, oh, well, oh my gosh, that's what that was showing me or I've actually met that person before or that connects to the dream I had last week about seeing a frog, whatever it is. So it's a way to, it's a way for intuition to come through because the thoughts are not just stuck and cycling over and over in our head. And it can come through, through then the movement of our hands. Again, remember anytime we busy the hands, we quiet the mind. So. Maybe you're not a journaler or maybe you don't feel comfortable coloring. Even again, I remember my best friend and I, we used to love to just play with sand. Pick up sand and watch it, you know, watch it flow through your fingers or even dried beans. So kidney beans, pinto beans, black beans, whatever it is. Pick that up. We know how soothing and how calming and how good it feels just to pick that up and play with that. Again, anytime... We busy the hands, we quiet the mind. There is something called, I believe it's called a Buddha board. I used to have a small one a few years ago. I don't know what happened to it. But it was a board where you had a paintbrush and you dipped just the paintbrush in water and you would just draw things on the Buddha board and it would dry in about four or five seconds. So it was a way, you didn't have to worry about creating a picture. It just was a way to busy the hands and everything just kept disappearing. So you just kind of got to, again, get out of your mind. So if you're not big into meditating or that has not worked for you, if you're not a big journaler, something like that, it can be, there are those kind of sandboxes. I know that they sell little small ones. I follow somebody on Instagram who has a really big one and he creates these beautiful videos where he rakes the sand into all different, very geometrical designs and it's so soothing and so relaxing for the nervous system to watch and again i'm not thinking about stresses or worries when i'm watching that video so even just a small sandbox if you don't have sand take (laughs) buy some beans from the from the bulk section of your grocery store and take your hands and play with it that way that is a good way to get out of your head. So that is one of my absolute favorite ways. Another favorite way and you're thinking, well, maybe thinking, how does this strengthen my intuition? Because again, it's all about creating space. So maybe even just playing with, um, you know, a Buddha board or sand or whatever it is, it's the idea that okay, maybe it doesn't come through in that exact moment doesn't come through when you're sitting on a pillow meditating, when you're running your hands through a pile of sand, but maybe it comes through when you get up to walk away and go back into the kitchen or go to your closet to get dressed. Then all of a sudden something comes through. It doesn't have to be a big flash. It doesn't have to knock you over at your third eye. Again, it's all about creating space. It's up to you how you want to create that space. You can create it physically in your body with diet. That is huge because we are in our vessel, our body all the time. We can also create space by meditating. We can create space by journaling. We can create space by coloring, by doodling, by playing with sand. The more space we give it, the more it's going to know, okay, I can get stronger and I can come through. And then when we follow it, it gets even stronger and then it comes through and we follow it again, it gets stronger and stronger because it is a muscle, because it is a skill. And because we have also repressed it for so, so long. So it needs space to be heard, it needs to it needs to be trusted and followed through with, and then it gets stronger. And the more we follow it, the more we come into alignment, the easier and more enjoyable and more beautiful and more pleasurable and more abundant life becomes. We, we, we start to re-remember that. And that's what we are here to do, to re-remember that, to live in that joy, to live in that ultimate health, to live in that abundance. We are just out of alignment with that right now. And remember, the veils here on this planet are the thickest here more than any other planet. So yes, we need to cut ourselves a little bit of slack and remember that Earth is a school for mastering energy. And it doesn't mean that it's impossible to recognize these veils and to come back in alignment. It just means it's a little bit harder than other planets. But if you're here, your soul knows you can do it. It's just re-remembering the tools of how to get in touch with our soul, which the language of it is intuition. Now, the other point I'm going to share aside from journaling as one of my favorites is nature. And we've heard this time and time again, go for a walk. Now, I live in in a downtown in a very big metropolitan city in Chicago. So if anybody knows lack of nature, I do know that that is a very real uh, concern. But even in a city where there's very, very little grass out by me, there still is nature. There still are bugs everywhere I go. In the morning, I see all these spider webs glistening in the sun that they've spun overnight. There are always bugs. There are always rats there are always birds there are still trees even though they may not be in in a park or in grass there are still trees and leaves there is still the sun there is still the breeze so all of this is even though i may not be close to um you know a waterfall or a forest or something like that there's still there still is nature around us. Now, nature is great for our intuition for two reasons. One, it has negative ions. So we we absorb negative ions from nature. Yes, when we ground ourselves with bare feet on the earth, but nature, wind, the sun is bringing us negative ions and toxins and specifically EMFs from computers, cell phones, uh, lamps, Wi-Fi, ovens, stoves, all of that emit positive electrons. So we are very, very, very deficient in negative ions. If you've ever been to um, or have a salt lamp, we know that those release negative ions. If you've been to a salt room, there's one here in the suburbs of Chicago where you go sit in a room and it's all basically a wall-to-wall of salt lamps and it has a generator that spews out these negative ions that's generating this salt. It's like the salt caves in Europe in India and Poland and things like that in Russia. It's because that we know is very healing because the negative ions, so it attaches to all those toxins which are positively charged. It's great for there's all these benefits listening's great for people with kind of lung issues and allergies and because we're decreasing we're going we're getting to soak up and attach to all those positive electrons so this is why nature is very soothing because ultimately we're electrical beings We're we are living in a battery and so that's why when we say oh i need to recharge we say that for a reason i need to recharge i need to go recharge my batteries because we need we are very deficient in negative ions And so we might be thinking, how does this then strengthen our intuition? It's related to intuition because the negative ions then balance us out. And remember, balance is ultimately who we are. Health is things are in balance. We're not too far one way or the other way. And so when we're in balance, remember relaxation is who you are. Anxiety is... Is who you think you should be so when we're recharging our batteries when we're getting because we're so deficient in negative ions when we're getting those negative ions ah we feel like our true self which is calm relaxed balanced happy peaceful healthy that is our true self and that again is when intuition can come through intuition is not going to come through when we're super stressed overthinking worried angry upset it's not going to come through because it does not have the space to be heard in a relaxed state hence meditation hence journaling hence eating foods that don't make us feel that don't lower our our, our vibe and clog us up it can be heard so that's the number first reason as to why nature is so good because we get that negative ions. Remember the three places that negative ions are the most abundant is around waterfalls, open spaces such as meadows and things of that nature and bodies of water. So around the ocean, even a lake or river, those are the three three places that negative ions are the most abundant. Um, now, the second reason why nature is, is, is great for our intuition and great for us, and I alluded to this a little bit, is because it's relaxing. It's relaxing because we're bringing balance back into our lives, literally with the negative ions, but it's relaxing because we look at nature and it does not rush, it is not stressed, it does not overthink, it is not worried. It is not in a hurried pace when we connect with nature, and remember we are nature. nature is not something we go to visit on the weekends at a summer home. We are nature. we are living on a planet in a system, in a matrix in a world that has us going and believing we've we've been programmed to believe we 've picked up the veil that this is the pace that it is this unnatural pace of 20 things in our to-do list that day of an unnatural pace of doing things, getting things done, how much we get done in a day and what we should do. That is not true. That is not our true selves. So being in nature, aside from the negative ions, reminds us of the pace of life, of what it should be, of our true state. Nature does not hurry, yet everything is accomplished. Again, aside from maybe a quick moving summer storm, nature is, it does not rain every Monday. It does not rain every day. Sometimes it's sunny for five days and it rains for a day. Sometimes it's sunny for three days and it rains for four days. There is no every Tuesday it releases a podcast. Every Friday, it posts a YouTube video. We are going at this unnatural pace instead of going with the flow, which is ultimately who we are, which is what nature is. We are nature. We are not plastics and we are not machines. We are nature. We vibrate just as nature vibrates. Plastics and machines are like synthetics. They are one note. They do not have this symphony of vibrations so this is why nature is good for our intuition it reminds us to relax It reminds us to slow down it we for a brief moment in time we let go of the worry and the pace that is unnatural and again when we let go of that that is when intuition can come through it can be heard it can be louder because it has a space a platform to be heard now a few other ways to create some space for our intuition to be heard and remember once we create that space for our intuition to be heard it could come through And then once we follow it, it gets stronger and then it gets stronger and it gets easier and easier in terms of hearing it and following it, which ultimately is bringing us back into alignment with our true self, which is love, joy, health, and abundance. So one of the ways to create more space for it is to create some or carve out some alone time or some quiet time. Now, this can be interpreted many different ways. It does not mean sitting at home alone, no radio, no music, no nothing. just means, again, some quiet time. Sometimes this can be no surprise for a lot of people. Guidance can come through when they're taking a shower. Well, one, because we're not usually, sometimes we might be thinking of our daily tasks that we want to get done that day or what we're going to do after our shower but water is very cleansing It's and it's moving, it's flowing. Again we don't want thoughts that just are cycle over and over again and are stagnant. So water is very cleansing and very healing and our bodies are 70% water right? When we're born we're about uh, 90% water. When we're adults we're about 70% water and when we die we're about 50 60 percent water the majority of our planet we know is a blue planet is water and water no surprise as a side note is feminine energy it is the birth of where everything came from it is the birth of creation it is newness it is cleansing it is healing it is i think of the nile in egypt when it overflows in the height of the summer around uh, around august and it brings so much water and so much life and so much fertility and sustainability to to the plants and the animals there, the Nile over floods, it is water, so water is very cleansing so so it it can be you know taking a long shower, it could be something like a bath, it could be something like going for a walk again, that kind of equates to nature as a way to and being in nature as a way to create some space for intuition to be heard, but any sort of alone and quiet time. And that can be, again, it could be reading. So reading doesn't really jam up our frequency, just like journaling doesn't jam up our frequency. And alone time, also, we don't have nothing jamming up our frequency. So outer static from, again, from others, from the media, from outside sources when we remove that through whatever these active through whichever means you decide to do whether it's all of them some of them whether it's diet whether it's journaling and drawing and doodling whether it's going being in nature immersing yourself in nature putting your feet on the earth whether it's alone time and some of the other tips i'm going to share all of these are creating that space so any sort of quiet time again where it can be heard. And again, it doesn't have to be super, super quiet. Just we have to remember that the ego does not like inner reflection. The ego does not like asking for help. The ego does not like quiet time. The ego does not like downtime. So the ego likes us again to keep playing small and limited and lack and fear-based thinking. So it keeps us busy. A lot of times busy with things that we don't really want to do or things that don't really serve our highest self so going to that party whether it's a birthday party or maybe it's even a baby shower maybe you don't really want to go but we go because we feel like we should go we feel obligated we don't want to hurt so and so's feeling well if we're really being honest maybe you don't need to go maybe something else needs to be Maybe you need some relaxation, some downtime, some quiet time. So the ego likes us to keep playing small and limited and likes to keep us busy. Busy usually with with tasks and activities that, again, don't really serve our highest self and also don't allow our intuition to come through. So parties and alcohol and drinking and large groups and things like that, that usually is not serving us it keeps us busy so quarantine we know in 2020 allowed people a lot of quiet time a lot of downtime and this was maybe too much for some people but it allowed them to sink into some of that maybe get into cooking maybe they weren't good cooks cooking is a very self-care self-love feminine energy Maybe people picked up a guitar that they had put down a few years ago. Maybe they're not going to, they don't want to be a performer or a singer, but at least it got them doing something instead of running around and always filling up our schedule and filling up our days with activities. Downtime and quiet time and alone time is not only needed but it's necessary so we can hear that guidance so we create space for our intuition to come through now when i was talking about jamming up our frequency that kind of leads us into our next topic of really limiting or cutting out completely or as much as we can our interaction with electronics mainly things like tv so the media and things like that but definitely also social media as well and our time on the computer now yes a lot of us we do need to send emails and myself i have a blog and things like that i'm recording this podcast on my phone but really really limiting our time with electronics this uh, They go into this in the book, Bringers of the Dawn, and I've shared a lot of excerpts from it in my Instagram stories called Awakening. And this is a book, Bringers of the Dawn, teachers teachings from the Pleiadians. And the Pleiadians are a very highly evolved um, group of extraterrestrials ETs Um, I've have found out that there's lot I mean there's lots of different ETs out there lots of different races so to speak don't really like to be called aliens not that that's bad but ETs and they they work with us here on earth to help us re-remember re-remember humanity's power and capability and amazingness and infiniteness and ability to create and manifest and and align with love joy health and abundance and remind us that it's supposed to be fun and remind us of what humanity really is again we are we are stars wrapped in a meat soup but they can't do the work for us so if you're interested they definitely go into it more in the book it's not a whole chapter it's just part of one of the chapters But they bring up that even watching something like, so to speak, a positive TV show or film can actually still jam up our frequency. Why? Because it's an element, it keeps us locked in a certain frequency. And it's also kind of, in a way, it controls our our thoughts and our feelings and emotions. Whereas... I definitely, I, social media is where I have come to follow a lot of health people, but it's not where I go to dictate what I already know to be true. So I may get an idea or a nudge or re-remember something, but then I see something on social media and that's my intuition's way of confirming it or knowing, yes, do a blog post about that or yes, your feeling about that being true is correct. I don't look to outside sources to tell me what to think or feel or believe. If anything, it's just like seeing a repeating number. It's a confirmation. It's a sign. It's a synchronicity, which is a wink from the universe of keep going. Yes, that is correct. More of that, please. So I've really, during quarantine, I have limited my time. I watch a one-hour um, a one-hour show on Monday night. It is a reality show. I know it's not the best, but I still like it. I still enjoy it, and then I watch a half-hour cooking show on the weekend, and that's it. So an hour and a half of TV a week for me. No morning news, no evening news, no news at all, and no other movies or films or anything like that, at least for now. Definitely not on the TV, maybe if there's a film coming out i would see that but even scary movies and things like that we need to be cautious of that because that it's kind of like coffee it's a real big stimulant it really spikes our energy it really spikes emotion now there are many people who think well i love roller coasters and i love adventure and travel and things like that but that's different travel and adventure and exploring the world one because you're really getting out there and you're with the world and you're moving with it and flowing with it you're going here and trying this place and exploring here and you're open to it versus just sitting in front of the tv or a or a computer or a phone or something like that or some sort of electronic device and having it dictate and almost really shape our feelings and our thoughts so there's a little bit different to that versus going out and exploring and enjoying the world we can still like again adventure and travel but that's different than than it being from electronics that again jam up our frequencies. so doing this creates a lot more space for intuition to come through. It just frees up our energy. We all know if we've taken a social media detox, how much clearer and how much more grounded we feel. Just as when I know when I eat really, really clean and a lot of raw food, I feel a lot lighter and cleaner and grounded. That's the kind of space. That's the kind of platform that's the kind of container that intuition can be heard in versus the other one that is heavy and jammed up, whether that's certain foods, and certain foods, again, that are those stimulants like coffee, that are those low vibration foods that really take a long time to move through our system. So five of those I mentioned before, the five that have no fiber, so they move very slow, meat, chicken, fish, eggs, and dairy, they're also very low vibration since they usually need to be cooked that also kills and lowers the vibration of the food immensely um, so all of that again and electronics lower and keep us in a locked vibration is not an ideal space for intuition to come through <music> Lastly, I want to finish this episode with some tips to know about intuition. So we know it needs some quiet time, some time where, again, the mind is not racing with thoughts. And I do want to say that meditation, of course, is a great way to do that. I did not mention that prior, although it is one of the one of the best ways for it to come through only because a lot of people seem to have a hard time with just sitting quietly and meditating. So I want to make a note and share that, of course, meditating can be a guided meditation. There are videos and downloads on YouTube and definitely podcasts as well. It can be, again, taking a shower or a bath It can because water is very cleansing, but that can be a meditation. It can also be a walking meditation, so going out and just Again, looking around and saying this sidewalk is for me, the breeze is for me, the wind is for me, the sun is for me. Just seeing everything around us and just keep saying over and over, this is for me, this is for me, this is supporting me, this is supporting me, this is for me. That is a form of meditation. Again, because we're getting out of the ego monkey mind and we're creating space. For some of the other guidance, which is the true guidance, intuition, the voice of our soul to come through. So meditation is powerful, but when it comes to intuition, the things I would like to share to keep in mind is one is take note. So if, if you want to keep a journal or a little notepad each in your, in your handbag or in your pocket or before you go to bed at night, take note of each time you felt something to be true in your gut. You felt like something was true or to say this or to or to email this person, or that that was pointing you to this or that they were telling you something and that didn't feel, it felt like a lie. Take note of that, but take note of not necessarily each time because I couldn't keep track of it each time when I started many years ago, it was too much. There was too many things I felt in a day. What I want you to take note of is take note of each time you notice it, but then don't follow it. So I'm saying this because it's easier. It's like taking a test and say we guess on every answer um, and we but we learn again from the ones that we got wrong. Oh, which which five questions did I miss? And you look back on them and you look, oh, okay, that one, I thought it was this, but I chose this, that's why. Same thing I share, it's nice to sometimes eat the whole bag of chips or eat the whole box of cookies. Then, oh, hey, Noel, it's a good reminder. That's why you feel not so great after that. So it's easier than the next time I buy that bag of chips or that box of cookie, cookies to not eat the whole thing because I remember how it feels to eat that and it does not feel good. So if somebody says something and you are like, eh, it does not, it does not ring true for you. It falls flat. Your gut is telling you something else and say you go ahead anyway, you sign up with them or you agree to a coffee date whatever it is um, and then it doesn't turn out it turns out to be what your gut your intuition was telling you then take note of that it's easier to learn from where we don't follow our intuition than sometimes where we actually do follow our intuition because then we're getting oh intuition for me comes through like that intuition usually comes through as a tingling In this place on my body, intuition comes through as uh, you know, an all knowing intuition comes through like this for me. That's why take note of where we again it is best we learn best from quote unquote our mistakes, even though they're not really mistakes. Nothing is mistakes and nothing is bad because, again, intuition and feminine energy has been labeled bad, so that's why I don't like to label or. Or call or use the label and and say things that are and say that things are bad now the other thing I wanted to share is and this is kind of a tip as well in that going to bed early so you know we a lot of times live in a society especially in Europe where they eat later, you know, eight o'clock, some restaurants don't even open till eight. So we're eating later and then yes, we sit and really enjoy our food. But then by the time we get to bed, it's late. In the US, we have a lot of clubs and nightclubs. And yes, during quarantine, those aren't really open a lot, but we have this culture where we stay up very late, sometimes two, three um, in the morning, or even if we're not out at a club, we have late night shows. We really are extending our days and if we look at nature we really are rising with the Sun and then going to bed when it when it sets now you may say well what about in the winter when the Sun sets at four you know the idea is that again the winter is a time to slow down because it's not because it's nature and we are the pace and our bodies are nature we it shouldn't just be regardless that it's November or December versus July or August, that we just go, go, go all the time. We're supposed to be, and our bodies are naturally synced up to nature. And when we get out of that sync, when we get out of that that natural cycle, which is what our bodies are in harmony at, that's when pain and illness and disease and Again, um, certain emotions that we don't want to be feeling constantly over and over again can arise. Disharmony, discord, we are unbalanced. So getting to bed early was actually the hardest habit for me to break. I was such a night person. I felt like ideas came to me in the evening. I did my best work in the evening. I didn't want to admit that the night was over, so I would fall asleep a lot on the couch. It was really, really hard for me, but... The more I became serious about it and about getting to bed, really at about 10 o'clock, um, I also learned that our body starts to detox, whether we are sitting up reading a book, whether we are out having dinner, whether we are, um, you know, knitting a sweater, regardless, our body starts to detox at about 10, 11 o'clock. Doesn't matter what we're doing, whether we're lying in bed or we're out dancing on the dance floor, our bodies start to detox. So we start to inhibit that natural detox um, process by not being in bed, so to speak, at a decent hour. So it really, really, really makes a difference. And I'm saying this not only because it's in the cycle and the rhythm, the natural rhythm of nature, but also because guidance is usually the strongest in the morning. If we look at, if we look at monks and, and, and Buddhas and, and monasteries and things like that, they are usually, they're up very, very early. They're meditating before they take in any food source. So that again, their vessel is very, very clear. They're usually meditating. It can be from four to six which on the Chinese medicine clock, TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, four to six is the lungs. So we're taking, in, we're taking in, we're breathing in inspiration from the earth. It's also on planet earth when the yang, which is our kind of inspired action energy, is highest, naturally highest radiating in the atmosphere from four to six. So that's why a lot of times when we get up in the morning, we know, even if we've been up for an early morning flight, it doesn't feel like the world is awake yet. Things are clear and things are quiet. We can go for a walk outside. We can open the window. We can sit on a terrace and there's no hustle and bustle. There's no bells and whistles and noise and, and dings and tons of emails coming through and and a ton of tasks and chores breathing down on us that's how it's supposed to be that's also a huge huge benefit to getting to bed early is that then we get to rise and it's much easier and clearer after a night's sleep to receive guidance so I would invite you to consider that and explore it because it has was the hardest habit for me but I really 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 love to be in bed by 9.30 if I can, 10 o'clock at the latest for sure. It has made a huge difference in how much I can get done in the morning, how clear guidance is when it comes through, and definitely how much it wanes and isn't as strong as the day moves on. Not impossible, but not as strong. And lastly, I wanted to share that don't hesitate. So intuition is, again, kind of that first nudge, that first idea that comes through. I've shared this before, but then the ego is that, yeah, but, yeah, but I don't have a following. Yeah, but who would watch my video if I upload it to YouTube? Yeah, but I don't know what to charge for my services. The ego, again, is designed to keep you playing small. It's to keep you doing the same thing over and over again. It's designed to keep you safe in that knowing safe little cocoon bubble. But that's not you because that is not your soul. Your soul came here to expand. Your soul came here to evolve. Your soul came here to move through karma and past lessons and evolve and change and grow and realize your infiniteness, your unlimited possibilities. The ego is the exact opposite of that. So hopefully that helps the keeping a journal of the times that we know that something is intuitive or our intuition and we happen to do the opposite and go against it. Getting to bed at a much earlier time than perhaps we're used to, by ten, eleven o'clock at the latest. The ancients have said that every hour before midnight counts as two because that's when the the sleep is very restorative that is when the body starts to detox that is when nature has the sun has set it has really wound down and we are still going 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 which we know is not is not sustainable is not we intuitively know is not good for us remember we intuitively know how to take care of us ourselves but we were born into a matrix we were born onto a planet that teaches, promotes, and yells everything else the opposite. So we came here to unlearn that and relearn and realign with our natural state and evolve and grow and work through karma and lessons. And ultimately I'm going to end on this note, enjoy our time here on earth. We came here and that's why 2020 is so exciting. It's not supposed to be a struggle. It's not supposed to be this difficult. It's not supposed to be this mundane. It's supposed to come, we're supposed to come to Earth and enjoy ourselves, revel in being here, live in joy, live in abundance. But we have had so many systems and organizations and thinking and beliefs and veils actually really truly working against us that it has made it doubly as hard, not impossible, just harder than just coming to earth and moving through our lessons and karma and evolving and growing so that is why 2020 this pivotal year is so exciting because those those oppressive systems and organizations and ways of being are being dismantled and are being removed it still means we need to do the inner work and remove veils and and re-remember all that about ourselves and about humanity but those outside forces are being removed those are the ones being dismantled that's why it's so can be so chaotic right now and so ugly and so maybe Ugh, seems depressing, and where is this going, and is this really ever going to be good again? Yes, because it has to be all basically to heal. It has to be exposed. We can't go to the right of it, to the left of it. We can't go over it. We can't go under it. We have to go through it, so it is now coming up. We need to heal it, expose it, know that it was going on, and then we can really start to really 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 revel in the beauty of this earth revel in the beauty of being alive remember that it's supposed to be joyful remember that it's supposed to be easy remember that it's supposed to be abundant remember that it's supposed to be pleasurable that ultimately is what life is like is supposed to be here on planet earth as always, thank you so much for listening. There is a post on my blog, which lists my favorite and most helpful spiritual books, which does include the book I talked about the bringers of the dawn teachings from the Pleiadians. It also has other spiritual books, including the book I first started out with that taught me all about chakras and meditating and keeping an intuition journal. That is by Sonia Coquette. It is called the psychic pathway. I've listed that on the blog post. I will try to link it in the, this blog post in the description of the podcast. If not, it will be on my site, which is lifting-the-veil.com. And then after that, you can visit, click on blog and books, and it will be listed there. Do remember if it doesn't have the dashes in between lifting the dash veil, it can look like lifting the evil, which is kind of what it is. And if you can give this podcast as many stars as you can, that would be greatly appreciated. As always, let me know what topics you would like to have me address. And I look forward to connecting with you soon.